0: Welcome to The Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast.
1: I'm like, okay, everybody that draws any sort of salary from this place, stand up. All of you walk to the back right now. (laughs) Yeah, thirty uh, seconds before yeah. you're all terminated. Get this! You know? <laughs> I'm not a control freak, but I'm a freak that needs a lot of control. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're back. We're, we're back.
0: Are. This is the first podcast of Holy 2019.
1: Cow. It's the first podcast
2: in what seems like to me forever.
0: It's been a minute. It's been. It's been a minute, but there's been it, there's been a good reason why it's been a minute. So. Excited to <laughs> sure. It. No, it's been and rough. Reason, I'm here for it. the encouragement.
2: <laughs> no, this has been quite a thing. So for our listeners, we're back. This is not a mistake. You're gonna hit play, and we're gonna be there. Yep. Um, hmm. it's just been a long time. It's been a super for me one of the most difficult seasons of my entire life. Wow. Just bringing you know transitioning a ministry into a church that's in transition. Right. I would have to say my timing wasn't. It wasn't spot on.
0: But I think but I think cruel. when you look at the whole picture of it, I think that it's been very intentional by God. Right. So it's just, it's worked out the way that it's used to. These happen
2: too, man. Like I have these, like a couple years ago, what was it? When I break my hand, like a year ago, a year and a half?
0: When you I, said you needed a break.
2: I was really praying <laughs> for a break. I really needed to be off the, out the rig. Yeah. I didn't mean literal.
1: Yeah. Just say I need a hand or I need a break. One of the two. Uh, I, I don't know. What yeah. But
2: yeah. then I got a break.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah so today what are we doing on this first one
2: on this first one so we're back and we're going to talk about kind of the why why did we start this ministry Hmm. and then what what is the importance of of the church coming around kind of wrapping around first responders and veterans which is
0: a great day because today we get to have Pastor Jim Weehan. That's right. With us, so and welcome. He's... Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, great yeah. person to talk about why and what and all right. that stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah, somebody should read a book about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is why greater than what? I think it is. I think it is.
2: So, you know, I see our, our ministry really the Lighthouse Experiment is no different. Really, it's the it it falls so much online with the GPS of Freedom Center Church. Yeah, it's it's really when you step away and kind of look in, it's same as. A ministry like Claire's Hope. Yeah. You know, it's the same as a center. Hope for center. Hope. Yeah, right. It's yeah. just a different shock group. It's a different, you know, dynamic or demographic of people we're wrapping around. Yeah. So, you know, that was a big reason to bring it under the church. And the second part was I really wanted kind of a third party Um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, partner. Yeah. That yeah. or just I kind of, of someone else partner. to be watching over. Yeah. Because it was getting kind of easy for me as our director and our leader to be like, oh, you know, if we don't record, we can just pull one of the first few and put that up. Right. Right. We don't really need to worry about it. It's no big deal. But to have that accountability, you know, really means something. Right on. Yeah. So. Oh, you're accountable.
1: Get to work. That's right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it's been been that quick. We actually went... um, Official, well, the official relaunch was last week over Memorial Day. It's been that quick. Yeah. Lots of hits, lots of, hey, can we do this? Everybody wants to do something, which is, that'll also be interesting to discern how to, which <laughs> which you say yes to, what you don't. and Yeah. You know, what you say yes
1: to, you begin the war of a thousand no's, right? And you say <laughs> yes to one thing. That's right. Yeah.
0: Well, there's always a lot of great ideas, but what is, you know, really praying and pushing into what God has for us in right. this ministry, in this season, and this part of it. Um, being able to bring people into this vision and it, it's just it's been an incredible process yep. and I think for us the the Chandler community side of things that has not served in first response um, I think that in some ways for me the seriousness of who we're reaching out to is become a little bit more you know, it's just kind of settled a little bit deeper. Yeah. And I think the very beginnings of starting something, there's there's a high of starting something new. You're, you're extremely excited and everything's extremely optimistic, which it should be. Right. Um, but then you start getting down into, you know, the nitty gritty of it. And there's just real, real things that real people are walking through. And I we've said many times for community nights or whatever it is that if we just reach that one person, if that one person yep. meets Jesus, if that one person gains hope this week, then that was that was what it was all worth, you know, oh, yeah. doing it for. So, so that's been neat to kind of feel like, along with that accountability, that it's kind of honing in the kind of the severity of like what we're going after.
2: Right. Right. So, so the why people wonder you know they still ask me so what's this for and and why are you doing this so for me and for jason hittle who's on our team as well it was just years of being a paramedic you know for me also being in a in the military and jason being in the coast guard but really the pressure of working in flint and Mm -hmm. the the non-stop like for every 10 calls only one of them is you know something happy is happening it's usually just tragedy or or just neglect or you're just uneducated even it's, it's sad even when people are going to the hospital because they don't know any better right right you know it's um actually the the story and one of my what i consider one of my worst calls wasn't even anything other than for a while our company we were affiliated with the Swords funeral home so we'd go pick up um bodies basically from the morgue the city morgue which was at hurley and we bring them back to the funeral home for they can prep them and whatever so we get sent this one day just nothing really exciting or anything that happened but we get sent there and the this we find this body bag and on it it's marked unclaimed and i don't know why that was that that just was like man there's got to be right no one even knows no one even knows no one cares and so I, by that time, I've been coming to Freedom Center for a long time, and it was really in that moment, and I'm like, man, i have this, I have this community behind me, but I also have this EMS community, which most of whom don't know, don't care to know. They think they're too filthy. They think they're too something to ever be welcome in a place like this. Hmm. You know, and they're just—a lot of them, they argue the point, but I know a lot of them want to know. Sure. So, yeah. you know, also in that season— it was the, the experiment for a season, and it was actually the first Sunday you're talking about that, mm-hmm. and you said it's just this one little thing that I, it didn't really flip the switch. You said there's a like a million ways to do church. Yeah, pick one, and like right there in the front row, pink <coughs> podcast. Say <laughs> like, if I can share this message, yeah, and people can secretly listen to it. And they don't have to have their partner who might pick on them. They can put it in their earbuds. Right. <laughs> you know, and it, at first it's
1: like giving them shallow water, you know, to kind of kind of test the waters. I think one of the things that you guys deal with and veterans and all that stuff too is is the sense that no one would understand what I'm feeling. No right. one would understand what I'm going through. No one would understand what's in my head right now. And if you say, oh, I'm going to explain it to someone. I'm going to explain it to my spouse. I'm going to explain it to my friend that isn't an EMT, isn't a veteran, hasn't been in combat, whatever it is. How do you how do you describe the color blue to someone who's never seen? You know what I mean? Right. How do you describe the sound of a baby's cry to someone who's never heard? How do you describe what it's like to live in in that environment day after day after day and and well it's like this. It feels like well it doesn't feel like anything they've ever felt. Right. You know, what I think is and they'll look at you like you think what? You know what I mean? So the isolation of being the only one you you think you know that's dealing with this and has, and the ones that you do know don't have any answers that you don't have. Right. There's almost that sense of I need to get out of this. I need to get away from this. I need to get this out of me. I need to numb this. I need to stop this. Um, man, all of those can lead to some pretty negative results, some pretty bad conclusions. So right. I think providing a place that's, like you said, safe, it's confidential, it's understanding, it's intuitive, it knows the language to use uh it knows that you're not sleeping at night it knows how you're trying to numb the pain it knows that no one understands it i think it it provides that safe place and from there people can it's a small bridge to say hey you want to have coffee it's a small bridge to i need someone to talk to now i got a friend that he doesn't talk to somebody today is not going to be here tomorrow you're you're uniquely positioned with this community of faith with these hands with this understanding heart to to really do some good and help people
2: right you know it's been and that's that's the thing too is like there is a good community it's a strong community i would say of people everyone has each other's backs you know um but with you know community it doesn't always healthy community you know because we have yeah. each other's backs but everyone all they do is they cope by everyone parties together Mm-hmm. everyone has these things they call, they'll call it choir practice. And <laughs> what that is, is everybody meets at the white horse and they stay there until, you know, I can't tell you how many times people that are paramedics or firefighters or police officers okay. actually end up getting, you know, drunk stops after they've all got together to cope with ever, yeah you know, and it was just, I saw there was, I felt like there was nothing being offered.
1: So, yeah. So I got. And like you say, cope is the right word. That's a coping mechanism. Right. Those of us who feel what we can't describe are going to go to a place that makes us not feel it quite so acutely. Right. And then we're going to go home. But then home's probably a little bit different. Right. Because you got home late and hammered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To, to a family that doesn't understand that you're getting farther and farther away from because of the pain that you can't describe, that you're not resolving. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's jumping out of the frying pan into the fire because it feels better. <laughs> and, and it, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it's it's the most destructive course of action, but it's the most logical one. You know what I mean? Right. It's logical to say I just I just need to unwind And instead of going for a nice long run or taking your spouse out to dinner. You know, you go get hammered at the White Horse and come home broke right. in in more ways than one. You know, it, uh-huh. it's uh or, or God help you, if you don't have a family, you develop relationships with your drinking buddies at the you know, at the White Horse and right. come yeah. home with some gal you never met before that night and how empty that is. So. It, there, right. the, the thing I think you guys have to fight more than anything is the lie of isolationism. No one else knows what I'm going through. There are no answers for my problems. This is this is it. Right. And, and if you believe that lie long enough, you can convince yourself there is no hope. And once you convince yourself there is no hope, once you see that there will be no tomorrow that has any less pain in it than today, hope dies. And when hope dies, a lot of other things can die with it. So that's that's where you got to say there is hope. His name is Jesus. Come yeah. this way. Instead of going to the bar, come to the event. You know what I mean? Instead yeah, of calling the 1-900 number, call me. You know what I mean? Instead of ruining your life, let's build a life. Because if there's a place that we need healthy people, it's it's in this field, right? Right. We, we need cops. Absolutely. We need EMTs. We need soldiers that, that know why they're doing what they're doing, are at peace with what they're doing. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. just as a job, but as a ministry. Um, Nowhere to take the things that no one else would understand and, and to go back the next day healthy and ready to serve and right. protect you know, the people on property again, you know?
2: Right. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the gift that we're trying to convey here. You know, for me, I have the privilege of, of like tonight we'll have our intergenerational night and I can be in that room and know, I can look around and know the guys, like know them that will make sure all, if something were to happen to me, that all future boyfriends and our spouses will be appropriately vetted. Yeah. You know, that they'll know. (laughs) I have no doubt in my mind that Griffin, Would have all these the men of the Freedom yes. Center to stand by them. Yeah, I know my wife would be set. You know, so I get yeah. through this and through this, you know, church fellowship, I get the opportunity to know that either I'll go home to my father, or I'll go home to my family, yeah. and that's an incredible amount of peace to be able to go. Just you know, because admittedly, I don't always make. You know, I don't really think things through. I've, on occasion, got myself <laughs> in trouble because there'll be something burning. And through knowing how fire science works, I'll go in the house and the fire department's not there yet. And yeah. I, you know, I've done that a couple of times. I usually get pretty jammed up, you know.
0: Or so. well, or welfare checks when you go in and you're oh, like, well, I, they're probably I should probably go in and check on them. Yeah. With, yeah. Without having anybody answer, the why name. not?
1: <laughs> uh, a dozen reasons why not. But I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: there are a dozen reasons why not. But yeah. you know, but at the same time, if I can, if I can make that one, yeah. you know one proper decision or save somebody or something like that. Yeah. But that's what I want. I want that same gift for all these, all my colleagues. I want them to be able to, with a full heart and just, just a peace of mind, be able to do this job, you know, and that's what I've found here. And that's what I've found through Christ. And that's what we're trying to, 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 you know, provide. And then the part two is just provide a frame of reference for our church family, for people who don't know what it's all about. You know, I want, I I know that there's people that are out there like, what can I do? Where is my place? Where do I fit? And for them, if it's the lighthouse experiment, that's amazing. If they can come in and gain a frame of reference for what we see, you know, where where our hearts have been, the scars on our hearts, then now they've found a place. Now they, you know, maybe found their mission, their call.
1: Yeah.
0: I know I for sure pray a lot differently. You know, I, uh, I we don't. I've had grandpas that served in the military, but I don't have any direct brothers or uncles or anybody that have served um, in the military or in first response. And so, I mean, definitely one of those people that you see an ambulance was was by and you just see the ambulance. You don't really think of a person and what they're doing. Um, I've been on two ride-alongs with you and one with Jason Um, and just that little itty-bitty scope now. We pray differently. Like I remember the uh, the first winter, I think afterwards, and you'd see everybody piled up on the side of the road, and people are responding to everybody Mm. stuck in the ditch and stuff. And we're just praying differently for the first responders to be safe, not just for the folks that are in the vehicles that are stuck in the snow, but for you guys that are responding, you know. And so it's just it's a different scope. And I think anybody trying to navigate trauma. Um, the reality is that we live any length of time in this life and it's not just today that we're dealing with there's going to be things coming up in the future good and bad that we have to navigate and I think giving somebody the space to be able to speak what's going on with them and not again not making them feel isolated that I can't talk to you because you don't understand or you're not willing to have a hard conversation you might not be able to understand or have had that scope but um but giving somebody that space to be able to talk. And for me, that's been extremely humbling and honoring to be able to have those times with some of these folks that I, I've only met for a couple minutes and they've been willing to talk about their day. They've been willing to talk about a shift. They've been willing to talk about their family and, and, that's a big deal to be able to have that trust with people right. so just being a person that can be trustworthy be open to having good conversations and being willing to love on people is is huge and extremely powerful
2: outstanding yeah it's great it's great to be back yeah, that much so how can as a last kind of to wrap this up how do we go about in a country that we have kind of become where like when I was a kid the most incredible thing to see was the fire truck and the police officer <laughs> had so much respect. Yeah, yeah. And the thought of being a soldier was just amazing. Yeah. To kind of not so much anymore. Yeah. So that's that's what we're we're hoping for and praying on is how do we get our our young people to come up and and relearn that respect? You know, I don't
1: Are you asking that question? Yeah. Boy, you know, I think it's everything Comes back to the family. I, when my kids were young, we saw a police officer. We, we walk up to him and ask permission to shake his hand and thanked him for what he was doing. Went to the Mott's Children's Museum and tried on the fire hats with the big fire boots um, mm-hmm. and took pictures of it, put it on the refrigerator. You know, the soldiers, I'm a, I'm a veteran, so that was always when they're little. I'm like, do you think you might be a soldier someday? You know, and it's a calling, but if God calls you to be a soldier, it's to defend a country and a right. people and, you know, to end tyranny, and it's, a, it's an honorable thing to do. And, you know, so I I think the families are, are most responsible. I think if we expect the newscast or the politicians or the politicians on whatever side gets the vote, right? And so right. If, if the yep. police— If there's one cop that did something wrong, then they're against all police officers, you know, and then the debacle of of the misuse of power and the accusations sometimes valid of racism. And it, it has destroyed some of those foundations, but I think it's more media than it is anything else i think the family teaching honor and respect mm-hmm. I, you know if you're yeah. a single mom teach honor and respect if you're a single dad teach honor and respect if you if you hate your old lady but you're still married teach honor and respect there's there's you should be you should be teaching honor and respect regardless of you know the only person that doesn't teach people to respect and honor authority is people that are criminals right. <laughs> you know bad people <laughs> teach people not to respect authority so I, I think regard there's no excuse for not teaching your children to respect authority it is the safest course of action if they don't respect you if they don't respect themselves if they, i mean eventually they're going to run into somebody with authority and and when they're handcuffed in the back of a car saying how'd i get here it's like you didn't listen to your mama that's how you right. got here you know? exactly. your daddy wasn't around to spank you when you needed one you yep. know what i mean but so I, I think as good parents it's it's very simple my son He was maybe 19 years old, had three teenage friends with him, younger kids. They were spending the night. It was like an older guy getting the younger kids together, sort of a video game night. They went to get ice cream at 1 o'clock in the morning, got stopped by a Fenton police officer. Uh, the guy, they didn't, they didn't stop at a blinking red light, a blinking red arrow is what it was. So they, they just rolled through. There's no cars coming one o'clock in the morning. And if I was a cop and I saw a bunch of teenagers out after one o'clock in the morning, that's good fishing right there. Mm -hmm. I pull them over and find out what's going on. It's serving and protecting my community. When he walked up on JD, he recognized him as the young man who was coming out of Fenton house. Buying some breadsticks, saw the police officer walking towards his car. Walked over, and now as a full-grown man, 240 pounds, walked up to him unannounced and said, "Officer, can I have a moment of your time?" He turned like, "What's the problem? What's going on?" He said, "No, what's what's coming at him?" JD held his hand out and said, "My my father taught me to to say what I'm about to say to you. I, I respect what you do. Thank you for what you do. It's a big deal." And the moral of the story is, the cop didn't give him a ticket. So there, it's it's <laughs> right? not it's not just good parenting. It saved him 50 bucks in an appearance before a magistrate. Yeah. So absolutely. But I, I think I think about that cop. You know what I mean? like we as a church on certain days we'll take coffee custom-made coffees to the police station or you know the donuts for the emts or the just we care you're welcome you're important this is a big deal so i think when people say you know nobody cares we want to make sure that that lie is contradicted obviously from the family from the church it should be from the school it should be from the university it should be from the you know what i mean we got way too many ex-hippies with the first name professor nowadays it's time to stop protesting the vietnam war it's been over with yep. for 30 years 40 years so you know enough of that can you say bs in your podcast or sure. baloney? Oh, well, well we got to look at the the online pastor. okay we have a thumbs up <laughs> all, <laughs> all right stop. we're good that bs is over with it, you know you got to honor people for what they do if, and if they are a school teacher you got to honor them for being a school teacher right they're a cop absolutely. holy cow right Any, anybody that thinks a police officer got into that for the money and the fame or a soldier oh. or a school teacher or an EMT there is no yeah. money nope. yeah. there is no fame there, there's just a heart to serve that deserves the full respect of the community Absolutely. so anybody that doesn't see that is probably a criminal <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean yeah. if not it is criminal not to raise your children respecting authority it is Absolutely. an absolute offense against humanity so just my humble opinion and I said <laughs> BS I'm a little bit passionate I guess about it <laughs> well very cool it should be well
2: that wraps it up right about there so, thanks for listening everybody. We're back. More We're more back. episodes to come. Um, you, again, you can look for us on Oh, I just do, what's, our, what's our what is our dang thing called? Google uh,
0: Podcasts? Or FCC, the Lighthouse Experiment. <laughs> yes, that's
2: Experiment. it. I forgot the FCC. FCC, <laughs> the Lighthouse Experiment
1: on Instagram. It's a Freedom Center Church Lighthouse Experiment. Yes, in FCC. Yep. Not the Federal Communications Commission. No, we're, no, we're not no, licensed not by, would, by the FCC. Heck no. We're licensed by FCC, but not by the FCC. Right. And the that's others. why we podcast.
2: No rules. Just, Just right. right. <laughs> and we're out.
1: <laughs>